This is Agents Influence Podcast. I do lease options now. So I've got creative financing. I do owner financing. I do lease options. And a lease option is a really fancy rental agreement. So I'm, I'm a glorified tenant. I rent a lot of houses and then I sublet those houses back out. So I become a glorified tenant and a glorified landlord all in the same piece of paper. So I rent a house with the option to purchase it in the next five or ten years. I make all the payments. I do all the repairs. But I don't ever put my money out to buy it. You know, I'm an agent. If I listed a $120,000 house, I'd make like seven grand. But by buying it and doing lease options on it, I'll make like 50 grand and monthly income. I'm Jason Cass, and we're going to help you think differently. Change your agency. Change your finances. Change your family. Hey everybody, this is Jason Cass once again and welcome to another episode of Agents Influence Podcast. Uh, I got a great uh, guest on today. We're going to leave the beaten path of insurance, but we're going to stay with the entrepreneurial spirit um, as you business owners are out there and as you uh, aspiring business owners who want to be out there and become an entrepreneur. I think you're going to learn a lot today. Um, from Miss Nicely. I'll keep her name, uh, first name out so that uh, before we get into her, I want to remind you that Grow Lab 2017 is going to be coming out, uh, is going to be happening on October 24th, 25th. I'm not exactly sure when you're going to be hearing this, but I want to let everybody know the room block is going to be is going to stop on September 22nd. Um, last that I, that I knew at the last podcast, and I have not looked since, uh, we had less than 10 rooms available, um, and we're almost sold out. Keep in mind, it is only for 100 agents, and I usually say the top agents because a lot of the agents that we've had in the past have been the cream of the crop in the insurance industry. So please be sure to check it out at Grow Program. Uh, excuse me, not Grow program.com that's where you're going to find this podcast at growlab2017.com growlab2017.com and i want to thank a lot of our sponsors out there like tech canary and insurance agent mobile app and advisor evolved um, marble box could not do it without you guys um, and we greatly appreciate it so i don't want this to be a long podcast sometimes you guys know on my solo podcast i can go 40 50 minutes i want to get right into this because as i said uh, we are going to be bringing on who i think is the uh, cream of the crop the pinnacle uh, of when it comes to uh, being an entrepreneur i'd like to welcome uh, to the podcast today miss whitney nicely how are you doing I'm great. Thanks for having me, Jason. Usually when I talk to agents, it's real estate agents. So this will be fun to talk to insurance agents. It will be. It will be. Yes. And and, and just so you guys know, to give you a little background, she is a real estate uh, mogul. I don't know exactly what I would call you of all the um, of all the uh, background and reading uh, um, upon and looking into what you've done. I mean, you've done some phenomenal things and I'm really looking forward to this, Whitney. Awesome. Whitney, here's where I always like to start. Uh, I got two questions for you that I ask every guest that comes on here. Are you an iPhone or are you a Droid user? I'm an Android girl. There you go, girl. See, I'm a Droid user, and I get beat up because probably about 70 to 80 percent of my listeners are iPhone users. So, see, Whitney, I like you already. I, I like I you get, already. We're, we're I buds. get beat up on group texts, you know, amongst my family because I'm the only 
uh, Samsung girl, and apparently I mess up the colors in their text or yes. something, and they all get their panties in a twist about it. Ridiculous. They do, they do. And sometimes they say that there's like a delay coming through yeah. with the droids, and and that's not the droids' fault. That's the fact that you're delaying on your on your uh, iMessages. You know, exactly. hey, talk to Apple about that. Ain't that right, Whitney? Drink more apple juice and hang out. <laughs> All right. Second question that I always like to ask, and and this is this is one where I, I really it kind of kind of gets you thinking a bit, little bit. Uh, do you hate to lose or do you love to win? Man, I love to win. Do you love to win? That's what you think, huh? Any reason specifically why? I don't need hate in my life in any form or fashion. Ooh, good answer. Good answer. I like that. That is that is awesome. Um, and, and, you know, in loving to win, sometimes we hate to lose, you know, but you learn so much from losing. But I love that answer. I've never really had anybody pull that one out there. Who needs hate in their life? There's enough of it in this world, right? Yeah. we Not to be a complete hippie on you, but we need more love. And anyway, I can get love or the glass half full. I'm going to take it every time. That's exactly right. Well, great, great. Great way to answer that. So, Whitney, tell us about you. Let the uh, listeners be able to connect with you. If you would, take us back. I don't know how far you want to go. Diapers, high school, college, or whatever, and bring us forward to kind of your story of who you are now. I can go all the way back to the 30s. My great-grandfather started our company, our family company, in 1939. So, I am the fourth-generation entrepreneur. And a lot of people are first or second generation entrepreneur and they're like, oh, there's so much pressure. You ought to try being the fourth generation (laughs) of people out there trying to take the world on by storm. You want to talk about pressure? Holy Pete. (laughs) Good good call. Not only was your mom a success, but your grandfather was a success and his father was a success and, you know, everybody. Wow. was a success so the pressure is real <laughs> that 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 makes a lot of sense i got a couple a lot of agency owners who because their families um businesses they're they're passed down from second third and fourth generation mm-hmm. so i think there's a lot of people that can relate i think it's probably that way in the real estate age, uh, industry as well so what yeah. exactly is the business what what i mean what did you what was uh, we have a we have a truck company our bucks come from trucks and we've actually got four truck companies now And when I graduated college, it was the middle of the recession. So I went to work for the family company trucking and it wasn't my, you know, dream job or whatever, but it really helped me find what I did want to do. So since the thirties, we've been trucking during the day and buying real estate at night and on the weekends. So my family's always been an entrepreneur, but a real estate investing kind of family. And so I grew up knowing that money came in the mailbox every single month and we didn't have to go to work for it. It just showed up as rent. And that's the way a lot of people that I talk to want their kids to grow up. Uh, I I didn't know bills came in the mailbox until I was in my 20s. And I was like, Mom, why don't I have any money coming in the mailbox? And she was like, well, you have to invest. You have to buy stuff. You have to work. (laughs) Imagine that, huh? Yeah. For a millennial, that was pretty tough. That was a tough day. <laughs> wow. Fantastic. So so you guys are a trucking company. Is it like a short haul? Is it long haul trucking? We have both. We have two dump truck companies on short hauls, just a 50 mile radius of Knoxville, Tennessee. And then we have an over the road division that used to go all over the country. But now we have a dedicated route that goes through Georgia, South Carolina and North Carolina. And they're home every night. But they do go outside of the state lines. Do you start uh, there? A, oh, sorry. Sorry about that. Our fourth company is a truck dealership. So we buy and sell used trucks. 
Gotcha. Okay. And so how long did it take you, you know, when you finally listened to mom said, Hey, I got to go to work. You started in the truck, uh, helping the family. How long did it take you before you got into the real estate? I, when I graduated, it was the middle of the recession and I wasn't making as enough money as I wanted to working at the truck company. So I would drag my brother to auctions on Saturdays and we would buy furniture and then I'd take it home and I'd do a little spit shine on it. I'd put it in my house, decorate it a little bit and I'd sell it. So I started flipping furniture for a couple extra 500, maybe a thousand bucks a month just to, you know, have spending money and running around money and vacation money and, you know, just a little bit extra money. And then I started paying more attention to the trucks. And I figured out that I could go to auctions, same auctions, and buy trucks and bring them back. And the guys would change the oil and change the brake pads and put new lights in it. So I started flipping trucks and I was making, you know, 500 a truck instead of 50 here and 20 there and 100 here buying and selling furniture. And then my mom had some rental houses and she decided, I decided that I needed to move out of mom's house because I was working for her and I was living at her house and it was too much mom time. <laughs> so I needed to move out. And I was like, you have these houses. Why don't I just rent into, why don't I just rent one of those? And she was like, okay, fine. So we very gently kicked one of her tenants out and went in and flipped that house. And that's when I fell absolutely head over heels in love with flipping. Um, I love watching the busted up old stuff become new again. And that's what really got me into real estate. Wow. So how long have you been in real estate? You keep talking about the recession. So you're talking, I mean, when did you get out of college? I graduated in 07 and we flipped that first house in 09. And then we, mom and dad bought a house every year until 13. And I helped them flip, you know, five or six houses for four years. And it was just so slow. They took forever. And so in 13, I was like, forget y'all. I can do this myself. Uh, but I didn't have enough money to go buy a house, or I didn't think I did. So I went and bought some land, and I started flipping land. Yeah, and tell me that about that. Fun. Tell me about that. Upon doing some research on you, am I correct? It was like uh, your was this the one where it was like your worst entrepreneurial moment when you bought the land? Am I wrong about that? Uh, I bought two pieces really quickly, and one of them was the worst moment ever. But let me tell you about the good one first, and that'll really set you up for how bad the bad one was. Okay. (laughs) Um, So this first piece I bought at an online auction, and it's a half acre of industrial land in the city of Knoxville. And I paid $1,500 for a half acre piece of dirt and trees. Okay? Okay. And I had a driveway there. And it turned out that I'd bought half of the driveway too. So I told my neighbor, who's a Fortune 500 company, I was like, you're driving on my driveway. I, I want some rent every month. And they were like, no, little real estate girl, that's not possible. And I was like, oh yeah, it is. <laughs> and so they had it surveyed and they called me two weeks later and they were like, uh, yes, Miss Nicely, we have recently had the property surveyed on Prosser Road and it turns out we're driving on your driveway and we'd like to rent that from you. And I was like, oh yeah, you got a different attitude now, don't you know? <laughs> but uh, they said, you know, we'll rent it for 250 a month. And I said, okay, but I want to be paid back rent for the time that I've owned it. And they said, okay, no no problem. And I said, I want you to be in charge. If there's a pothole, you fix it. They said, okay, no problem. I said, and I want you to pay my property taxes every year. It's like 50 bucks. They were like, all right, no problem. So I negotiated a triple net rent lease on a driveway. And this all took a couple months, like six months. So when I got my first check from them, it was for $1,500. So wow. my very first check put me back in the black on this property and I've gotten 250 a month every month since 2013 on a driveway. Wow, that was an aha moment. The coolest thing is this past winter, just like six months ago, 
I rented the land. I, I've just been sitting on this land, but I rented the land for $500 a month. So now I'm getting $750 a month on a $1,500 investment. Booyah. That is awesome. That is awesome. So so then you, you set it up for what was that worst entrepreneurial moment? Or I, I say that because that's what I've seen a couple times in your research. So um, what was the $15,000 house? Oh, the $15,000 house. Oh my gosh. Okay. That was a, that was actually the same online auction and I didn't go look at it. My brother went and looked at it and he was like, don't buy this house. Don't buy this house. Don't buy this house. And I was like, all right, so we could bid like what? 15,000. And he was like, no, no more than 10. Absolutely not. No more than 10. I was like, all right, 15. Got it. So we won the house for $15,000. And then I went and looked at it. The first thing that happened was the fleas attacked me. Um, and when oh you God. walked across the floor, you could actually see the water squishing out of the carpet. Uh, this house had been built before there was indoor plumbing. So there was this little, you know, redneck rigged up bathroom, you could say. Um, and the kitchen had also been added later in this house's life. And it was, it was a disaster. We had our yard boys come over to clean it up and they called and they were like, hey, uh, somebody just tried to steal the chainsaw while we were <laughs> trying to, you know, unload the equipment to cut down these trees somebody's gonna have to come over here and watch it and i was like i'll come over there and i was like wait a second why would i go over there what am i gonna do if somebody tries to steal something off your truck like <laughs> no uh and then another day i had so i had another contractor that was coming over and when i got there the house next door stunk to high heavens like i've never smelled this chemical smell before it was awful and i called one of my cop buddies I was like, hey, come over here and tell me what you think this house smells like. And he, as soon as he got there, he got out of the car, he walked straight to my car, dead, straight, serious look on his face. He was like, leave this house and don't ever come back. Really? Oh I was God. like, okay, fine. So uh, we had about another $1,000 in trying to clean it up and you know do some things over there. Uh, we tried to sell it. We tried to owner finance it. I didn't know what owner financing was. I didn't know how to advertise owner financing. Like it was a disaster, and I I got kind of creeped out over there, honestly. So we put it back up for auction, and we got eleven thousand dollars for it the next time. Okay. So we did have fifteen thousand in it. We cashed it out for eleven, but I didn't get raped or mugged or kidnapped, <laughs> and we call that a win. <laughs> yeah, we do. Your safety is always a win. I'm telling you that. Yeah. Well, yeah. holy cow. Okay, yeah, so you learned a lot off that one then. Um, what would you, what did you learn? Like to listen to brother or what? Oh, no, I didn't learn that. That's, not, that's crazy. He's my younger brother. What does he know? <laughs> I love it. I love um, this. I love the spunk. So, I mean, seriously, <laughs> when, you're, when you're looking at this, I mean, you, you were in, you were uh, uh, brought into a family business. You had a lot of people who were able to teach you. I mean, how do you think that you've gotten where you are? I mean, and not, not just, I mean, not everybody just graduates from college and just jumps in and starts buying and flipping furniture and and flipping trucks and all this other stuff. I mean, what was what is your drive? What is your motivation? What helps you get to where you are right now? It is that pressure to succeed. It's to say, I don't want to be the one that everybody's like, gosh, she was in a really great family. Uh, why did she waste it? You know, I want to be like, yeah, she's really taking that and running with it, isn't she? Are you ready to transform the way your business communicates? Look no further than Lightspeed Voice, the ultimate solution for insurance agencies seeking a seamless communication. I've used them for over eight years. I'm telling you, what I'm reading is the truth. Picture this, crystal clear calls, advanced features, unparalleled, flexible, tailored, just 
for you. That's Lightspeed Voice. Tired of drop calls and outdated systems? Lightspeed Voice has your back. Say goodbye to communication hiccups and hello to a new era of efficiency. I love that. Boost productivity with features like call recording, voice to email, and effortless call transfers. Work from the office, from home, or on the go. Lightspeed Voice keeps you connected wherever your business takes you. Don't worry about the transition. Our dedicated support and onboarding teams will guide you every step of the way. Make the switch to Lightspeed and join the ranks of satisfied insurance agency owners, like me, experiencing the power of seamless communication. Ready to elevate your agency? Visit lightspeedvoice.com or call 877.97-VOICE to schedule your free demo. Lightspeed Voice. We're more than just talk. Cast approved. So that that's what keeps me going. It's what keeps me motivated is that that outside pressure, not really the family pressure, although there's a lot of that, too. But it's the outside pressure to keep going and succeed and, you know, forge my own way. And, you know, out of that, I did learn, make sure you look at the house or make sure you're buying it cheap enough that you don't care. Uh, I also learned that you don't need to spend your money to buy houses. Really? You got any examples of that? Um, I do lease options now. So I got creative financing. I do owner financing. I do lease options. And a lease option is a really fancy rental agreement. So I'm, I'm a glorified tenant. I rent a lot of houses and then I sublet those houses back out. So I become a glorified tenant and a glorified landlord all in the same piece of paper. So I rent a house with the option to purchase it in the next five or 10 years, I make all the payments, I do all the repairs, but I don't ever put my money out to buy it. I don't ever go on title until, you know, I get it free and clear. Gotcha. But I, I make money because people give me money to move into these houses. They pay me extra per month than what my mortgage is. And say I buy a house for 100,000, but I sell it to them for 120. So then I make another 20,000. People give me 10 or 15,000 to move into these houses and pay me an extra three or four or five hundred dollars a month to live in this house, and then I get another ten or twenty thousand when they get a mortgage and buy it. So, you know, I'm an agent. If I listed a hundred twenty thousand dollar house, I'd make like seven grand. But by buying it and doing lease options on it, I'll make like fifty grand gotcha. and monthly income. Gotcha. You know, to some of the listeners, this may be like, yeah, Jason, you didn't know this, which I guarantee you not a lot of them uh, themselves do, but I'm not, uh, I've not been involved in real estate. So I've um, got a bunch of friends, as you and I were talking about, Whitney, that are, but that's just not, uh, it's never been something that just really it, it gets me going. I've got other things that I do for my side hustles, but that's never been anything. So this is, this is really, really, really crazy. You know, what's the best piece of advice that you've ever received out there? Like of all the, of all the mentoring you've had so far? Far. Keep going. If you're in a slump, keep going. It's going to get better. If you're high on the mountain, you keep going, go for a higher mountain. Like whatever it is, if it's a good deal or a bad deal, you got to go through the blood and the mud and the sweat and the tears and you got to just keep going. What's an average day look like for you? I mean, what what are you an early riser? Do you go to bed late? I mean, what what what's your average day for you look like? I really like to get up and go to the gym and have some me time and sweat it out and listen to, uh, you know, a motivation book or a business book or something in the gym that really like gets my brain going. 
uh, and then come home and I drink coffee on the back porch and hang out with my dog and then get ready and get at it. I try to buy a house every single month. So I am constantly out, you know, talking to sellers, talking to buyers. Uh, I talk to a lot of insurance agents actually, because y'all know of a lot of empty houses. It's true. And policies on empty houses are more expensive. So I spend a lot of time hanging out with agents saying, hey, who do you know that has something they can't get rid of? Tell them to call me. Gotcha. Because I love empty houses. Gotcha. I won't buy a house if somebody's living in it. Gotcha. That makes sense. That that makes a ton of sense. And it is right, too, because if I can call my client and say, hey, I found somebody who can buy this house and you can drop that policy you're paying for $3,000 for three months, you know, uh, they're they're more than happy to do it. That's that's a that's a good point. And I notice you talk a lot about talking to the right people at the right time. I, oh, yeah. I, I really noticed that. And I think timing's everything. Would you agree as an entrepreneur? Absolutely. Absolutely. And your attitude, your energy is also very important. You know, talk about, I don't want any hate in my life because I don't need any negativity. I don't want my sellers to feel like I'm down and out and negative and anything. I am a positive person. I've got a great outlook on life and I know I can make any of this happen. I just got to go find the right people that need me at that time. Finding a mentor. Do you have mentors? I have tons of mentors. I have my mom to start with. Uh, she's my uh, my mentor, my role model, and also my competition because we buy houses in the same little neighborhood. <laughs> oh, really? I bet you that gets interesting. <laughs> yeah. Our, our uh, dinner conversations, our holiday conversations are very business oriented, which I mean, y'all understand that too. You know, every yeah. conversation is practically somebody needs to take some notes and write the minutes out. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we, we look at houses together and you know she'll say, well, I'll give them this much and I'll say, I'll give them that much and we negotiate and somebody buys it. That is, uh, that's very, very interesting. And so where's another place you think uh, for advice people out there should find other mentors besides maybe their parents or somebody maybe they work with? I have a mindset mentor and I have a very, you know, high achieving drive and a lot of entrepreneurs do. And then we have people that surround us that maybe aren't that way. My husband is a negative Nancy and he's working on that. But still his negative fears and thoughts creep into my brain because I'm with him more than anybody else. And so it's very important for me to have, you know, a check-in once a week with my mindset coach to be like, no, I totally got this. I don't care if he's scared or not. I ain't scared. Let's do it. Wow. And sometimes that negative Nancy, as weird as it may sound, is a nice counterbalance. I mean, you know what I mean? Because sometimes my wife tells me that she says to me, she says, Jason, sometimes you just don't live in reality. I said, well, who wants to live there? That's no fun. You know what I mean? I know. He's always talking to me about realistic goals. I don't want to talk about realistic goals. Come on, dude. No, I want to punch him in the face sometimes. (laughs) Oh, this is great. This is great. Now, one thing I saw... When you when you were talking on uh, entre- on Fire Nation on Entrepreneur on Fire, I saw one something in the note that I made a note here on, and it was uh, I got to read my own handwriting here. Um, a Proverbs thirty one woman become. Oh yes. What what does that mean? Okay, so in I know in the South in the Bible Belt, everybody every woman wants to be a Proverbs thirty one woman. Like she's a high achieving woman. She's honored at the city gates. Her husband is well regarded. She's uh she's got plans she's got a process like she is just she's the top of the top of what a woman strives to be 
And in Proverbs 31, there's books, there's Bible studies, there's seminars, there's all sorts of stuff. But whenever they get to Proverbs 31, 16, which says she goes to inspect a field and she buys it with her earnings, she plants a vineyard. Whenever people get to that, they go, yeah, go buy real estate. Now, coming up on 17, let's talk about 17. And that's all they have to say is, yeah, just go buy real estate. Because they don't understand the power in going to buy real estate. And the second part of that verse is setting up generational wealth for your kids. Ah. And so many people overlook that as, you know, just go buy real estate. We don't really understand that. But let's talk about something that we can't put a grip on. And I think Proverbs 31, 16 is the most powerful verse in the Bible because it says, women, rise up, know what you want to go do, know what a field is worth, go out there and buy it. It doesn't say ask your husband, doesn't say get your permission from your daddy, it doesn't say borrow money from the banker, it says get out there and buy it and then make some money with it for your kids and their kids and their kids. And that's kind of what's been done with you being a fourth generation yeah. business, right? Yep, yep. Wow. Absolutely. Good stuff right there. That that right there was worth its weight in gold. Let me ask you a couple <laughs> a couple personal things here. Where do you see yourself in 10 years? Oh, can we talk about next year? Because <laughs> I don't know, 10 years, that seems pretty far. And I, I move at the speed of light. So there's no telling where That's I'll okay. be. That's okay. I will say answer. in 10 years, I will be a mom in 10 years. Oh, and that's about one of the most important yet hardest jobs there is out there for sure but i'm trying to get everything situated so that you know i can bring in a hundred grand a month from real estate or from coaching or from speaking or from you know whatever so that i can work just a couple days a week a couple days a month and mom full time i don't want a mom before i'm financially ready i agree i agree i agree that's not for everybody and it's not to say the other way is not right or wrong but that is that is a very good point there in what you're saying and i like that how you have that goal uh would you think that you'd like to be a mom in five years or ten years or do you think that's going to be dictated upon whenever you are financially ready it's going to be when i'm financially ready i would like to say within five years but I don't know, but then I think about that and I'll be 37, so my clock says it has to be within five years, so. <laughs> so let me ask you this, a couple other things and then we'll, we'll wrap this up. Where in the world would you like to go right now? Where would, if you could go anywhere in the world, where would you go? I would go home. You would go home? I would go home. Elaborate on that. I'm in Georgia right now. My husband lives in Georgia and I'm a Tennessee girl and I'll cry when I say this. Any chance I get, I go back to Knoxville. Really? Wow, interesting. I was thinking the China Wall. I was thinking the pyramids. And you said home. That that uh, that shows a lot about you and the close knitness <laughs> that you guys have with your family. So that is that is super awesome. That I mean, that's that's great. That is great. Uh, if I could pick my whole family up and go somewhere. Uh, I'm actually doing that. We're going to California. My parents don't know, but for their anniversary, I've booked my parents and my husband and I a trip for 10 days to California. So Where are you going that. in California? Uh, well, I'm actually speaking in LA at Pasadena. I'm doing a workshop there. And then we're going up the coast uh, to, what's our final destination? Napa Valley up San Francisco. So we're leaving Ooh. LA and taking 10 days to go up the coast. Um, and they don't know that yet. So I would go home or if I could pick them up, it'll be in October and I'm going to pick them up and we're going to California. What are one, what is a couple hobbies that you have? There's a way besides, is it working out or what is it that you do to kind of get away from for business out of your mind? 
So I've started coaching and teaching other people how to buy houses. And for fun, I go out and buy a house and prove that I can do it because I get so, like when I go buy houses, I've got me. I'm a one woman show when I go do that. And when I coach, I've got tech guys and I've got uh, people that double check this and people that do that and people that help me promote. And it's like, my whole team is in coaching. It takes more to coach than it does to buy houses. So for fun, I go buy houses. So the last thing I always like to ask everybody, and it's readers are leaders and leaders are readers. Um, Are you a reader? I am a reader, and right now I am reading and listening to Jen Sincero, You're a Badass at Making Money. (laughs) I am reading it and listening to it. All, like back and forth all the time. I'm, I'm obsessed with her and I just found her in June and I am a complete fangirl. Well, I do want to thank you, Whitney, um, for, uh, for joining us here on uh, Agents Influence Podcast. I think, I think to all of the listeners out there, I think you probably enjoyed it thoroughly because uh, there was some fun stuff out there. I mean, a lot of, uh, a lot of funny moments. And I think that um, uh, there's a lot that we can learn for, as independent insurance agents out there from Whitney. I mean, because that's what we are. We're entrepreneurs. We have the entrepreneur spirit. Um, and a lot of people would say, well, Jason, I'm just an insurance agent or I'm just a producer. First of all, I think, and I've got to do this too, we got to get rid of the word producer. I hate that word producer. Um, you're an agent and you're an agent for somebody. And if you look up the word agent, it's a, it's a chemical for change. It's someone who represents another person to put them in a better spot or through a business transaction. And that's actually what you are. And But keep in mind, not only you're just an agent, but you own your own book. I don't care if you're an employee or most importantly, if you're an independent contractor, you are your own employee. You are the CEO of your own organization. And uh, you just keep that in mind so that as you go forward and as you grow and as you, as you come to where and understand every day when you wake up that you are building a legacy for yourself. Because even in the insurance game, and, and you know, if you're an agency owner, you may hate that I say this about a producer, but you were at one time a, an agent and you know this as well, is that there will come a point in time that those, those clients are not the agency's clients. Those are your clients. Those people believe and trust in you. And that's the thing that you need to remember. So when you're learning from someone like Whitney Nicely herself, I mean, look her up, Whitney Nicely. You can say it just exactly like it is. Whitney, yes. Yeah. So Whitney, um, why don't you, I'm just going to allow you, if you want to, go ahead and, and wrap up uh, where we're at um, and, and you know, go ahead and end it out. So if you want to find me, you can go to WhitneyNicely.com. Everything that you need to know about me is there. And if you want to, I'm really mouthy. I do a lot of real estate tips and entrepreneur tricks in my Facebook group. Go to WhitneyNicely.com slash group, and that'll get you in there. Fantastic. Whitney, I really do appreciate you being on here as an entrepreneur. You've taught us a lot. So, uh, but Whitney, do I, I really do thank you. You have been a hoot, and I hope one day you and I are able to meet in person. Yeah, me too. Thanks for having me, Jason. No problem. This has been Jason Cass with Agents Influence Podcast. Be sure to reach out to me at jason at growprogram.com. Jason at growprogram.com. Be sure to tell me your thoughts, tell me your ideas, and I'm going to tell the world what you have to say. I am out. Are you looking for an insurance community to join? Have you heard of the LAAIA? The Latin American Association for Insurance Agents is just not for Latins. 
Their focus on diversity and inclusion over the last few years has made this 54-year-old association one of the fastest growing and the most dynamic associations in the industry. With established chapters in Florida, Houston, Dallas, Atlanta, and Denver, it's no surprise this association has the attention of everyone in this industry. Their upcoming national convention on beautiful Marco Island includes keynote speaker Trisha Griffith, the CEO of Progressive. National leaders from around the country like Marshberry, Vertifor, Lula, and more will be here on center stage as well. And whether you're an independent agent, a captive agent, life or health agency, or even a financial services professional, this association offers you everything you need to network and grow your business. Make sure you check them out and consider joining me, Jason Cass, at the next upcoming convention. It's going to be August 21st, the 24th, at the JW Marriott on stunning Marco Island. This has been Cass Approved.